Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. Today is Wednesday, January 17th, 2024, and this is edition number 23 of season nine. We are still looking and working our way through the book of Deuteronomy. We've come to this section in the book in which we're dealing with various sundry laws. So I'm not gonna deal with every pedantic detail in the chapter. It would take far too long to go through everything anyway. I'm just gonna, going to pick a few items uh, from this chapter and uh, seek to apply that these things to our uh, daily lives. Let's pray first. Our Father in heaven, as we again come to your word, we come asking that you would teach us and guide us and direct us. We thank you for giving us um, this word. We thank you that it lights our path, that it's designed to, to hem us in, to keep us walking on the narrow path that you've uh, placed us on to walk, that we might walk in, uh, in a way that glorifies you. We pray that you forgive us for the ways in which we stray often uh, from that which you've commanded us, and may you cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Grant us your spirit, even now we pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, there are two sections I want to deal with. I'm only going to read one of these sections, but the first section of Deuteronomy 23 may seem rather odd to you as you read through some of the language and some of the words. No one, uh, Verse 2, no one born of a forbidden union may enter the assembly of the Lord, even to the tenth generation. None of his descendants may enter the assembly of the Lord. And it goes on and it repeats this phrase, none of them may enter the assembly of the Lord, and, and so forth and so on. Well, there are th certain things, of course, that keep us uh, from the congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not suggesting um, that we stay away from church, that uh, perhaps in cases of discipline within the confines of the church, that discipline, even the greatest censure of discipline, excommunication, requires that a person not darken the door of the church of which he's been disciplined. By no means would I advocate for that. I want them in front of the preaching of the word. I want them to hear uh, the gospel that they uh, might turn from their sin and repent and be restored. But there are clearly situations in the Old Testament economy in which God does restrict individuals from being in the presence, in his presence, and being around um, his uh, people. And so I think what we can take away from this is that God does take the gathering of his people very seriously, that we are not to come in a frivolous manner, we are not to come in such a way that is uh, trivial, uh, we are not to profane God's worship, we are not to act out or act up in God's worship, we should enter um, his worship with a great deal of fear. And I don't mean fear like be afraid, but fear that drives us to God. I'm reading an excellent book right now, The Fear of God by John Bunyan. And he goes through these different aspects of fear. And the fear of the Lord, a godly fear of the Lord, drives us to his presence. But we should have a reverence and an awe of who he is as well. And so, I think in part, at least, we can take away some of that from the opening words of this 23rd chapter. There's much there. Again, I don't have time to deal with it. Where I want to spend the rest of my time, however, today is, is these instructions given to us in verse 21. If you make a vow to the Lord your God, you shall not delay fulfilling it. 
For the Lord your God will surely require it of you, and you will be guilty of sin. But if you refrain from vowing, you will not be guilty of sin. You shall be careful to do what has passed your lips, for you have voluntarily vowed to the Lord your God what you have promised with your mouth. Now these are vows made to the Lord. Uh, this is a little bit different than those promises we might necessarily, that we might at um, an occasion uh, make to one another. These are vows that are made before the God of heaven. There is uh, certainly nothing wrong with doing that. I have done that. Of course, as a minister of the gospel, I have taken vows before the Lord to do certain things, and I'm going to be held accountable for those things that I said I would do. But church members as well have done the very same thing. They have taken vows before the Lord. Yes, they took them before the elders, but as I explained very clearly to the member. To those coming into the church, I tell them that these vows are ultimately made before the God of heaven. And those membership vows are very serious. Now, I'm not going to read the membership vows of the Presbyterian Church in America. Uh, those of you who are in the PCA, you know what they are. And if you're not sure, if you can't remember, then go back and review them. But those are vows you took before the Lord. And I just wonder, how are you doing with them? Are you submitting yourself to the governance of the church? Are you seeking to study its purity and its peace? And are you, um, are you, um, are you walking as becomes a professing Christian? You, you say you're a Christian. Are you doing what you say uh, you are? Do your, does your life equal your uh, words? Ecclesiastes chapter 5 almost the exact same language. Verse 4, When you vow a vow to God, do not delay paying it, for he has no pleasure in fools. In other words, if you make a vow to the Lord and you don't pay it, then you're a fool. This is precisely what is being said. Pay what you vow. It is better that you should not vow than that you should vow and not pay. Now, this is not license, of course, to avoid... Um, making of a, a biblical vow, a, a vow that's required uh, to be made. Uh, this is not a, a, a passage in, in Deuteronomy or Ecclesiastes 5 in which uh, it speaks against church membership. To the, to the contrary, uh, it is something that is required of you to align yourself formally with uh, duly constituted and ordained under-shepherds of Christ, then you should do that intentionally. It shouldn't just be some haphazard thing. You should make a vow to walk as a professing Christian, to submit to the governance of the church, seek to study its purity and peace, and support the work of the church to the best of your ability. These are not unreasonable things. But if you make these vows to the Lord, then you must be careful to keep them. I can't begin to tell you how many times I've I've experienced individuals who uh, they just dispense with their vows whenever the urge strikes, when the wind blows, whenever they think they have a better way of doing things, when they, when they think they, they know more. And, and, and the list goes on and on. I can't begin to tell you how many times I've witnessed it. And, um, and it happens. It happens a lot. Perhaps you're not in a Presbyterian context, but you're in a church that um, certainly there, there's expectations that that are placed upon you, and certainly you need to live that way. Um, frankly, I've never quite understood any church that doesn't have church membership, but okay, uh, I think it's completely unbiblical to not to do it. Um, but again, the bottom line is simply this. If you make a vow, whatever it is, you shall not delay fulfilling it. You, shall, you should do it. Um, 
And it doesn't necessarily have to be membership vows. It could be any vow that you make before the Lord. Um, it could be something to the effect where you commit to not doing a certain thing anymore. And you vow before the Lord. You, you structure that commitment in such a manner that you understand the serious nature of that commitment. And you will, by the, uh, using all the means God gives you, you will seek to keep these things. And so here we have it in this uh, 23rd chapter. It's set right in the middle of all of these various sundry laws that, that Moses is, is working through. Um, read the entirety of the chapter. It's very thought-provoking. Be sure to apply things within these chapters correctly. Um, we, ha we have to be very careful that we do not draw a direct line necessarily uh, every single time. But, um, but be that as it may, um, here we have various sundry laws given to us that we might walk in a godly way before the Lord. Well, if these times are helpful for you, I hope, I, I trust these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Thursday edition, when we consider Deuteronomy chapter 24, may the Lord help you today to walk in his ways. God bless.